Football Takeover. My name is Nick Brown, Franny Brown from Franny Brown Town, the 14 Freeze and the Silver Surfer Top Deck. I'll be your host. I'll be your guide over this next hour. And joining me through the screen, Silky Smooth, the oh-so-glorious one, Mr. Dustin. No, we didn't get Dusty this week. Oh! Mr. Nathan <laughs> Gustafson. Nathan, how you doing? You look fantastic. It's good to be the best, isn't it? Oh, Nick, uh, now that Richmond know how it is to feel like being on the back road takeover, like, it's just big balls. Like, big balls are over. That's what we're about, mate. We're all about winning and being on top. So, just what we do, mate. Three out of four years. My God, how long have we been doing the show? I think we've been winning flags ever since this show has been going, I think. I think I'm saying, Nick, are we the omen? <laughs> are we the omen? I, I'm telling you we are. Well, it's no it's no um, coincidence that our main colors on the show are yellow and black. So, like, that's not, I, that wasn't by, like, any chance. That was by design, Nathan. Um. Um, yeah, what a win. What Our Tigers are premiers. Fuck you, Mikey, from the gloom in the corner. You suck, dick. Um, <laughs> sorry, but like, did you see what he did to me, Nathan? Did you see he tagged me? And he's like, I hope that they lose just so Brownie could get pissed off. And he called me a dog, and I was very upset. But then Richmond won. Did he really? Oh. I, didn't, I, I, I did not see this. Did yeah. that little shit really do? Man, he I thought we were past all this. He said, I hope the Tigers win for you, but I hope Geelong wins just so it pisses me off. <laughs> And then, and then I, I and then and then I said, "Go retire like Ablett, you pleb." <laughs> <laughs> well, him, what, what are him and Gary Ablett have in common? Uh, they're both bald-headed dickheads. Fuck! <laughs> 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 so, I wasn't going to go that far. I was going to say they're both stunning and good-looking men, uh, but um, yeah, but the bald the bald eagle factor is that what you're saying? I like it. All I'm saying is now, Nathan. Like I I don't know I know what a Norm Smith medal is, but I don't know who Norm Smith is. Can we just rename it the <laughs> Dustin Martin Medal? <laughs> Like, who the fuck knows who this dude is? It's We might as well just give it to someone who we all know. Dusty Martin is the Norm Smith medal at this stage. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And considering Norm Smith was a coach for Melbourne, like Melbourne, they, I think they got the record. I think they won six flags in seven years or something in the 50s. So that should be, like, instead of the Jock McHale medal, it should be the Norm Smith for the coach. And then the Dustin Martin BOG in the grand final, because... What's he's going to win five by the time he's done, Nick. I'm telling you now, he's up to three. We've got at least two more in us in this group. We're going for five in a row. We're going to break the record. Scenes are unbelievable. And yeah, it's like LeBron, the um, commissioner of the um, NBA is like, well, the NBA um, MVP of the finals is LeBron James. He's probably going to have an award named after him soon. It's going yeah. to be the Dusty Martin medal as well in the, in the AFL. I, I love it. I love every part of it, Nathan. Um, yeah, I reckon 20 years time probably will just change the Dusty Martin medal. They'll look back and be like, well, he was the greatest ever, so why not? He is LeBron James of the AFL, and I love every part of it. He just turns it on for the finals. Doesn't care about the regular season. Who does when you're that I good? I've banked so much coin because of the both of these men, Nick, in the last <laughs> three weeks alone. I mean, I'm, I'm up. I'm up over a grand, Nick. Like, there's, there's like... There's there's literally two things you can bet on to come through in the like the clutch moments. It's Dusty in the AFL finals and LeBron to just stat pad in the NBA finals. I love it. I love it all. Well, let's let's talk about like the main thing about the grand final. Nothing to do with the game itself because you know this isn't a this isn't a sport podcast. Unfortunately, no. you know, we'll probably try and make it that throughout this episode. Uh, this is a music podcast, and let's talk about yes. the pregame entertainment. Let's talk about the halftime entertainment. First yep. things first, I'm the realist. That's an Iggy Azalea line, sorry. Um, <laughs> you know that song, Fancy? Really? Great song. Um, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a fucking song. <laughs> uh, what did we think about the grand final at night time? I think it really, I personally think it added a shit ton to the effects of the of the musical act. It actually felt like a concert for, sure. for a couple of them, right? Oh, for sure, mate. And obviously, I, I thought the, um, the WA Stadium was a bit stiff not to get yeah. it for that perspective, like with the light show and all that. But I thought Brisbane at the Gabba, the light showed spectacle that they put on in I, I thought it was actually outstanding. I thought that was equal to anything that I've actually seen in WA. So the um the artists like 
obviously a lot of people like think with the AFL that they want pump up music before the game, but like, it's very hard to achieve this in like the modern day age. Like, do you get, do you go back to the bands of the past from the eighties to get them to come back and play all the time? Or do you get the modern day aspect and like Gil's very, um, forward thinking so getting a lot of the modern day acts like the triple j acts dma's with the chair cover fantastic outstanding one of the best covers that were probably heard on the like a version made them as a band really like really put them on the map i thought they were good and then andrew stockdale comes out with um we obviously um joker and the thief my goodness gracious meaning one of the great songs of our childhood that made it under the longest yard that song didn't it yeah probably it was that was one of the most referenced like movie songs ever like that and woman woman by mulfiver as well was in every movie just like are you gonna be my girl by jet like these songs Sorry. were everywhere mm. in all these movies at that during those mid to late 2000s um it was mm. funny i'll say i'll tell you last night it's like i can imagine gil mclaughlin like well the new fans don't like the old bands playing. They think it's too like old school. And the old well, fans, they don't know who they are. the old fans don't like any new bands. So what we're going to do? We're going to get the new bands to play old songs because they played. Songs, yeah. There was a goddamn Powderfinger <laughs> cover and then a share cover. Oh, I I oh. must admit, and I, I know I really lo- I like the idea of getting new bands in. I, I think it's fantastic, and I think Wolf Mother had a really good palette for both crowds. Um, you know, Wolf sure. Mother's only yeah. that song's only what fifteen years old, probably not even that. Yeah. So it's and like, everyone knows it. Yeah, everyone yeah. knows it. It had the big uh, orchestra. It felt like it was a metallic a concert like SNM style it was awesome yeah. like, I really liked that um, I, I like to think that um Cub Sport and DMAs had like all these plans for like pyro and all that. And Gil's like, ah, sorry, mate, we gave all the pyro to the Wolf Mother dude. <laughs> like, you know, like poor old Andrew Stockdale had about a million dollars worth of uh, fireworks going off during his performance. And the others I, couldn't, I couldn't get see anything. the band half their performance with the smoke. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, it, was, that's, that's, it was like a smoke machine at a DJ concert. Yeah, it, it made me feel like I was at a local show again. Like when the, the smoke machines go up and you can't see the drummer. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> it's exactly like that. I, I, I always had flashbacks to when we were 16, CJ the DJ, um, resident DJ at parties <laughs> in, <laughs> at high school. Just, he just smoke machine every song. We'd be like, I, I have no idea where I am. It's great. You can't, awesome. you can't see the dance floor is empty. If you, there's, all you can see is smoke, Nathan. I think that's the, uh, <laughs> the best strategy ever. But what, are, what are we requesting? Was it the Island by Pendulum every single time they played? Absolutely, yeah. Island by Pendulum, and that was it. I didn't care. Songs, once that, that, once that song, yeah, and Bonkers by Dizzy Rascal, and great Warp. song. Yeah, that was okay. Three. Once those three songs played, I went home. I didn't care yeah, about true. anything else. So I wanted them at the start of the night, so I could get a good night's sleep, so I could be up early for work. No, I was always drunk at work the next day. It was always great. Um, Nathan, how far? I know this. I we petitioned this last year, and every year this kind of happens, and I feel like more people are getting on board with it. I stated last year at the grand final that you know Parkway Drive are our Metallica. Parkway Drive our are our best export in terms of heavy musical sort. I'm surprised they didn't go for a band like Violent Soho as well considering they're a Queensland band but I don't know, you know whatever might have happened there I guess a cr- that annoyed me a little bit I guess a, I'm not I guess lie. a crowd screaming hell fuck yeah probably isn't the best image for uh, for the AFL <laughs> but like sure. they never sing the song they never sing that those lyrics they let the crowd do it even though the crowd probably wouldn't have known the song as much I don't know maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong Ooh, in that sense but how far off are we from getting those kind of bands I again Ooh. Parkway Drive playing half time wouldn't that have been the fucking best like Shepard were good like I don't like Shepard's music but they're but like, that the, song's awesome the performance and the lights yeah. and everything that the over the good. shots over the crowd it was awesome like it looked so Spectacle sick was it was hard yeah. it was like halfway towards being the super bowl 100 percent, and that's what we've really that's that's why they've done it at night to try and get that whole spectacle stage show and actually get that during halftime because the halftime break normally during the afl grand final you just see the people talking in the studio to actually have something other than that to look forward to yeah was really cool but like maybe they can do that if they go back to the grand final next year and do that during the halftime next year like who knows but like 
obviously, it, maybe like what Unify's done. Unify have really like worked on trying to identify the next big thing coming up in Aussie music and like playing all these bands that are on the journey to getting bigger and bigger and seeing where they perform in a few years' time on the posters and getting bigger. So maybe the AFL can like try and unearth a few of these rock bands around and actually give them the platform to get bigger. Because like I used to say, like if Violent Soho played three songs, then everyone's like, holy fuck, who's this band? They're actually really good. And then all of a sudden, Violent Soho's platform grows. They get bigger, but uh, it's really taken a chance because they've always gone for the names. Like we've had Lionel Richie. We were fortunate. We had the Killers play for fuck's sake Woo! of the hours. We've had Sting that's played. Like they always go for the big, big names, but maybe like you, you unearth the ones in the backyard and all of a sudden you look like you got more bands than you do. How dare you not mention Meatloaf in that category, Nathan, you piece of shit. Uh, one of the greatest oh. of Grandpa. Well, let's talk about this because we've, um, we've seen a few times this year, AFL on a Friday night, the 7 AFL will post a thing of like what song is going to get played after. Heavy music, when it gets put up, usually wins and i'm not saying their yeah, heavy music is the best music or whatever what about ocean grove ocean grove yeah, for sure fit that profile so much they're a rock band but they don't really scream anymore obviously like i could yeah. a, a song like sunny or a song like ask for the anthem like those that fits in with the like the theme huge doesn't it 100 percent, mate and that's the thing like the afl there's so much potential like they've even gone with hands like houses the bastards as like the actual the yeah, final why not get song. a good so, like, band fucking hell yeah <laughs> Well, we we did we we argued this a couple of weeks ago, but um obviously up and coming Melbourne band Ocean Grove, like it's just it's right in the backyard yeah. of the, like the AFL where we are, and like there's so many chances, and like Melbourne, like we built our image off rock and roll music for so so long, and like having bands to perform at the grand final out of your backyard, there's nothing better. Like who have we got? We got Jet, they're, they're living in. They're the two probably rock bands that have been the ones to really everyone that goes for. But like, imagine having Ocean Grove or a band like that pop up. Yeah. Imagine Thornhill one day getting the chance <laughs> to play on a. Geez. No, I'm sorry, but I'm just like, imagine like I, I would. Ocean Grove's the one for me. I've seen that would pop up to play. Like they, they really have that sound. And it's it's one of those things like because you know one of the one of the early bands got one song and one of them got two and then uh, Andrew Stockdale got odd. one like and that's okay. Yeah, I, but like if you've got to do three bands, why not? You can. Spread out, spread out the load. You don't have to go for two you indie can. bands. You don't have to go for bands doing fucking cover songs. I'd love to see bands actually play their own goddamn songs at the grand final. Hundred percent. And but again, maybe that was just them trying to appease the uh, fans. Maybe that was Gil. Maybe because at one stage I, I was watching the game and I turned to someone. I was like, "Is this just Triple J like a version? Like people are just doing yeah, their like a version at the grand final?" <laughs> and I'm not saying it's a yeah, bad thing or a good thing, but you know, I, I feel like there were. I just feel like one band could be a little bit heavier. I'm not saying we're getting Dyad as murdering because that's never going to happen, and I understand that. Even a Trophy Eyes would work fantastically. Although, oh, some, that'd be great. Although them singing some of my friends sell drugs and <laughs> some talking about <laughs> shoving things up their nose, maybe not the best message, but Dusty Martin would absolutely love that, wouldn't he? Oh, for sure, mate. Imagine the things that he'd be up to right now on the fucking coast, mate. The coast would be in absolute <laughs> danger from the um, the ax- the absolute menaces in the Richmond team. Imagine Jaden Short. Imagine like he's an absolute serial pest. Imagine him on the pool up in the Gold Coast, mate. I'm telling you now. But yeah, like, imagine Chlorine playing at the G. They they wouldn't yeah. even know what the song's about. But that, that's a spectacle. That's that. Like we talked about, um, Trophy Eyes becoming like that kind of stadium rock band in Australia, like taking that leap. Playing the grand final, they'd look like they look great on the stage, I think. And like people would say, like, oh well, you didn't really care about the Arias last week, but you're caring about this. But people watch the grand final. People this actually is like this is huge exposure. It really views, is. Mate. If yeah. people if people really like you, if you can put on a really good performance, that will draw people to your product, and that's just the reality sure. of it. Um, Nathan, what's the Ben Cousins line? I want I was I'm about to annihilate and launch into as many drugs as possible. Drugs that's as Dusty, possible, yeah. That's Dusty Martin this week. I'm just reading out a couple of my tweets now. Um, the classic line. <laughs> 
Uh, this is my world. You're just living in it. Was that said by Dreg or Dustin Martin? Because uh, I think both of those apply right now. One of the most accurate terms by Chris that's worked over to Dusty in my life. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Sensational. Uh, oh, I wonder what Mitch, I wonder what Mitch Robinson's doing right about now, Dave. What do you reckon? <laughs> he live stream, mate. Did you know that he live streamed during halftime and before the game, actually on um, online, and oh, he was sounded like a little salty bitch. He would have been me. chirping at halftime. I guarantee it. How'd that work out for you, <laughs> everyone, dickhead? <laughs> everyone was those fuckheads, mate. It was great. That's the best thing. The best thing about this whole flag, Nick. Everyone doubted us. We lost the first final, and everyone's like, "Oh, they're gone. They're shot. They're cooked. Their error's over." Then, boom, half time. Everyone's on us, and they're like, "You're crap." But then we come back, and we pile home, Nick. We fucking smashed them five goals. It's great. Ah, God. Sorry. I wonder what Danger. So wonder what. Wonder what Mitch Robertson's doing right now. I wonder what Dangerfield's doing right now. Probably Maybe partying together. Probably not much. <laughs> probably not fucking much. <laughs> God damn. Um, sorry. Stop talking about footy, Dave. I keep putting. Yeah, sorry. I keep putting us back on there but i think overall the grand final entertainment like a lot of people are saying it's like the worst ever and i understand yeah. why they're saying it because it wasn't as you said a lot of people want that pump up music and i'm one of those people i kind of want to be especially if my team's in it i want to listen to something and be like hell yeah i'm really excited because of this act you want something memorable nick more, yeah. more so than anything and yeah. like I, I love that share cover i think sure share i don't know how to say it yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but like i don't Amazing. know it's a phenomenal it's cover so well. but is it a great pre-grand final cover i don't know it's not like, no. yeah it's but yeah, they've been ripped for it, mate. Trust me, the, the the choice of bands and stuff. But unfortunately, let's see what the NRL put on tonight yeah. and see what like like we've always loved the NRL over the uh, probably the Aussie entertainment side of things because I remember they had Slash one year and Slash came out and, and the pyro and it. everything yeah, was going just, off. They had him up like buddy two um stands up like they had him on like the second like tier just in front of the screen. I was like, this is the greatest thing of all time. Yep. Like, like I'm telling you, so. But they've always had a bit more of that um, local aspect and kind of more like grassroots level. Like they actually go the rock and roll more so than the AFL who kind of try and go the pop route. So it'll be interesting tonight to see if they can back up and beat the AFL. But um, yeah, moving forward, Parkway's the one. They just yeah. need that one song, Nick. That's what I'm saying. If they can get that one song, mate. I don't know. Let's I reckon, get them. I reckon Vice Group has them there. Has gang vocals. It's so uplifting. I know you said don't the song was... Well, I don't, can't vocals. remember what you said the song was about a few weeks ago, but I feel like it's, not, we, about that. it's not about marijuana. Light. It's not about the marijuanas. Uh, Lighting up, Nick. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Or get the fucking Hilltop Hoods in. I love Hilltop Hoods. Like, get some Aussie oh, rap crew. Sure. Like, just get something different. I don't know. That's just me. Let's talk about new music, but Nathan, because there is a fair bit. A lot's been released this week. Um, we're going to talk about so the, the main ones this week because, you know, a few bands, a few big bands have release stuff uh let's Huge start bands, with architects while we're here we're going up now nick i i literally i'd love to bring this to the people first but i'm more interested to hear your view on this song because nick they're finally after years and years changed their sound a bit and um what do you think oh, oh no. i can't wait for this i'm so excited i've been waiting all since friday to hear this nathan you know sometimes <laughs> Sometimes be careful what you wish for because you just oh, might. Get... No, no, no. That's the... Look, for when I I was at work when this song was released, and somebody messaged yeah. me, be like, "Dude, have you heard the new Architects? It's really good." I was like, "Okay, this is cool. Like, I'm mm. glad to hear that." And they just said it's different, which sold me. I was like, "Hell yeah, it's different. That's all I wanted. Yeah. I don't care what it sounds like. It's different." Listen to it, and I was like, "Okay, this sounds like a fucking Ramstein song at the start of it. <laughs> like, a genuinely like that opening riff. I'm surprised there's no big hey chance because it had that ready to go. You know, if that was a metal band, there'd be." 
hey, hey. Maybe that's a live show. Maybe that's what they're going to do there. Um, <laughs> Tony, you tempt me with a good I, time. I love the chorus. I think the chorus is awesome. I know a lot of people compared it to Bring Me. I get the comparisons, but I don't see it as much as other people. I think Sam's range of his vocals are really good. I think he's you actually... You know what I see more so yeah. with the Bring Me comparison? Probably the structure of the song. Yeah. It's literally, it's the first chorus, first chorus, slow down part into the like the big up. Yeah, but everybody like, does that. Everybody does that. Yeah. That's true, but it's very like the structure of Bring Me's latest songs, which is good. Yeah. But I like that with the synth and stuff. I thought he, yeah, I thought his vo- uh, his vocal versatility was really good here. Um, he doesn't really scream that much, but he does a lot of different things. I don't. The thing is, and I I, I love the ideas. That's what I'm going to say. But the verses are pretty uninspired. Um, the breakdown's pretty boring. I didn't really love that too much. Um, it felt like they could have gone to another gear, but they just. I don't know. It felt like they were holding back. I, I, look, I love the idea of it being different, and I'm going to always give it a plus on that side, like thumbs up for that, but yeah. it's not a doomsday. It's not kind of that level. Also, has Sam yeah. Carter put on a few kilos? Because in that video, oh, he's, a little, he's, he's a little bit chubbier in the face. I'm not saying it's bad. Look, we've, all put, we've all put on a little bit of quarantine weight. That's okay. Oh, I'm not saying, but like he, I looked at that video. I was like, he, looks, he does look a bit fatter in the face. and that's, I, I think that's why he was covered up so much. Dad bod Carter, Nick. Is that what you're oh, throwing? Dude, throwing haymakers Daddy, Dad bod Carter? I'm nothing wrong with Daddy Carter. I'm, I'm completely okay with him. Um, but, like, <laughs> but like, there was just something I noticed. I was watching the video and like, he looks like he's aged 10 years in the last six months, which I think we all have. And like, he's put on about five kilo or something like that. I, look, I might be wrong there, Nathan, but he's covered up a little bit more than usual. And he's got a pretty chubby face. Oh, it's chubby face Carter. I fucking love every part of it, Nick. <laughs> but I, I, I'll talk about the song. So I, I've got a few things written here. So I, I am excited that they're changing their sound, as you say. I love that they brought in the synth part. But um, obviously, a lot of bands that have brought into that bring me sort of synth mode write really simplistic songs, Nick. So like, I, I think back to a few bands. I'm pretty sure um, Hot New had a really similar kind of sound. They're not really big synth parts. Like They're just simplistic. And I've written down, this is kindergarten basic, this song, Nick. Like, riff yeah. to riff. Like, it's not very, very complicated. The do, the, the thing that I do love, though, Sam Carter has probably my favourite clean voice in the scene. He's always had that range. And hearing him um, in the chorus, as you say, it's a fantastic chorus. Um, the siren part during the middle, I thought there was something that was going to go crazy. Like, I do love that siren. I've always loved the siren. Yeah. The, the, like, the, um, the, the kind of... Um, uh, 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 like oh, oh, what's the fucking word? Apocalyptic kind yeah. of vibe, which which was really cool. But um, also I like the video. I like the video. I like this buddy, this new smoke screen thing that people and bands are starting to use. Like it's really cool. Even buddy hands like houses have that though. So architects made it look bigger and um more grand. But Nick, the thing we're going to talk about a little bit more. So they've announced that they got an album coming. So yes. February 26, twenty twenty one. The album's called for those that wish to exist. And obviously they've released the track amount. We've got fifteen songs. It's gonna go for over an hour plus here, Nick. They don't they're not one of those bands that write songs that go for two, two, three minutes. Their songs go for four minutes here, Nick. They've got some exciting features. So we've got Winston from Parkway, yep. Simon from Biffy, we've got Mike Kerr from Royal Blood. Yeah. Which makes me think like we're getting like Biffy and Mike Kerr. Like I'm telling you now, like that's gonna be cleans and really cool parts. I love that they're doing features. They haven't consistently done that over the years. Yeah. They're trying something new. I love the synth. There's good moments here. There's enough to get me excited for some more stuff going forward. And I'm, um, yeah, so we're happy that they're changing it. They needed to do it. They're not at the crossroads, but obviously um, they, they, they released a decent album in Holy Hell. It didn't turn heads. They um, obviously lost Tom, Tom Searle, the key songwriter. So they've got to change their sound. And doing this now, 
I'm optimistic, Nick. That's the word for me. That's the word. Nathan, I'd rather go through another six months of quarantine than listen to Holy Hell again. For fuck's sake, that helps. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> did you think? Um, did you get a little bit of a Royal Beggars vibe from the riff at the start? Like, yeah, very kind of similar I, vibe. I thought the whole song was a little bit Royal Beggarsy because, like, and I love Royal yeah. Beggars, but um, I don't know. It's something about it. Like, as you said, 15 songs for this new album that really hurt. Really hard, Nick. That hurt. It's but really as you, but the three features all should be fantastic, and it yeah. does lead. Like, I Mix just don't. I don't want this album to be stuck with these riffs that sound that's every fucking the it's riff. the same architects yeah. riff right and, and every band you know, I saw a tweet on this and it's so true um, recently it was like every band has tried to rip off architects lost forever lost together for the past six years you, you look yeah. at you look at bands like Polaris are doing it like Wage War sure. are doing it like those kind of bands yeah. do you know where the influence is it's that fucking album like it really is, <laughs> it is. and that, cha- that changed a lot it's like Sep Eternal in 2013 and Lost Forever Lost Together in 2014 like they're really influential in that sense yeah. but i don't want an album that sounds like that um and uh, yeah I, i'm i'm interested i'm much more interested than i was a few months ago in architects and i can't wait for, for chubby, sure, chubby face da- daddy sam carter to uh see what he's got coming up next day because i just want him daddy to, carter. Even, i just wanted to squeeze those little cheeks Dave, and it was so fucking funny to me um <laughs> let's go to a couple of other ones and then we'll get to the big one yeah, uh the amity affliction released a couple of b-sides um their b-sides um why did we think this was going to be a good good thing who thought this was a good <laughs> idea i saw a couple of people say these were good songs and i couldn't get oh, through i couldn't off. get through one of them, <laughs> one of them it took me three goes to get through the fucking song oh my god so two b-sides midnight train don't wait in the water they didn't make the almond for good reason Nick. <laughs> like i'm telling you now <laughs> the thing is like thank god we've, we've had bigger bands that have released better songs this week because if this was like a normal week that we've had this year and we've just had the amity release this we'd have to probably play a song and actually try and talk really like deeply about it, Nick. Cause I don't have a lot to say, man. I'm telling you, these are B-sides for a reason. Amity, like we like that they're going back a little bit more to the chasing ghost era sound, but, um, I still think they're in transition mode, mate. So I think the next album's going to be pretty good, but I, I think they had a few good songs on this album, but these two don't do anything for me, mate. I don't don't know about you. Uh, don't Wait in the Water, probably the worst song title of the year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like somebody said to me, he's like, oh, but the breakdown in Don't Wait in the Water is awesome. That was a song I couldn't get through. And I never, I didn't get to the breakdown until somebody told oh, no. me there was one. And this is probably the best case, the best example ever of when people go, oh, but the breakdown's sick. I'm like, I don't care. First of all, the breakdown it's not that good. It's pretty average. It's pretty standard. Pretty standard breakdown stuff. But like the, the two minutes leading up to that moment is so bad, Nathan. I couldn't get through the song. Like that's the whole point. It's like stop saying a breakdown's good if the rest of the song is fucking garbage. I'm sorry. Like I want to like Amity. No, nah, I don't know if I do actually at this stage. I don't. I don't know if I do want to like Amity at this. But like when they release a good song, I'm like hell yeah, this is cool. Like we know they've got yeah. that potential to release good music it's not just heavy music it's not that thing of like oh if it's not heavy it's not good kind of thing because they have released some softer songs that are pretty decent in the past i think ivy's an awesome song that drag the lake song's pretty cool ivy and drag the lake are just standout tracks yeah we both really like those songs so they do have the ability aaron's clean singing has improved paramount from their first few albums so like he has that ability now to hold a full track nick instead of just a chorus so they do have that ability if they want going forward 
but these two tracks suck. Let's talk about <laughs> Confession, Nathan, if that's all right. Yes. Um, they released a song oh. called 2020, uh, 2020 Vision, Nathan. Uh, Kanye West yeah, just mate. appeared on the Joe Rogan podcast. I haven't listened. I haven't watched it yet. It's like three hours long. Apparently, it's fucking weird. I'm like, of course it is. It's fucking Kanye West. It's always weird. Um, <laughs> With these cult. I don't particularly enjoy this track. I'm uh, I'm excited. Okay. I'm excited for this song to be around because, yep. you know, it's it's a song about how shit 2020 is kind of like in a way. Yeah. Like, you know, every, and that's a, that's a new metalcore category. <laughs> like realistically, like that's going to be a, yep. you know, for years to come, it's just going to be called 2020 core. Like that's gonna, that's a fantastic yeah. title. 2020 really core is. is definitely a thing going forward. Uh, I don't, this is a nothing against the band. I thought the music was okay. I just can't get behind Crafted's voice. It's just a personal yeah. preference. I don't want to say anything like it's not a bad song by any stretch. I just, if it, I can't get behind someone's voice, it's very hard for me to get behind it. So I'm, I'm going to kind of leave it there. What do you think of the track, but Nathan? Oh, Nick, I'm, I'm going to admit to this. Like, growing up and coming through the scene, I was never a real big confession supporter or prom queen. So I couldn't name you three songs from either band. So I actually came into this with open like ears to hear confession because I, I was neither here or there about them. So, Nick, I've got this written. The box head's back. I'm sorry. The we box head! <laughs> we have to call a man a box head if he's a box head. Crafter is back. Um, it's cool to have Dan from Amity back playing guitar with him because like, I, I thought his riff work was the like the pure shining light on this track i thought the um that riff that just carried the song was fantastic um but yeah um i thought crafter was okay like i, I i'm not neither here or there still with, with his voice i thought the song was pretty good sounded a little bit amity era um chasing ghosts i thought with the um the actual writing of the track the breakdown was all right but that really made me cringe too nick when his daughter came up and wrote the um spoke that monologue and then the breakdown hit i i cringed i laughed i, I laughed yeah. I didn't know what to think of that, but I was like, this is really like, this is pretty poor and hurt the track a little bit for me. But um, you'd have to think now that they're going to have a further release, like with Crafter coming out. Um, He actually spoke to them, the, what we did on the weekend boys a few weeks ago, which is kind of cool. If you yeah. want to go back and check that out. But um, I think he's, he might be back here for a little while, Nick, because obviously bands have talked about during this pandemic, like writing music and writing songs. And clearly they've like been like a lot of times they're too busy to really actually hit up or do songs with different artists but clearly like craft has been messaging the boys to be like oh have you got anything like that do you want to release anything and a lot of people are saying yes nick so there's more and more features around and more and more bands i think will return with new music so it is it's exciting for people that like the band and like crafter but um yeah i think it's a decent track but yeah it's not going to be a top really 50 song on the 100 for me and the final release we will talk about of course uh bring me the horizon yeah, uh release teardrops <sighs> now um their whole ep has leaked online um, yes, Nick. I'm not... Have you, you've checked it out? Well, I, I actually did. I checked it out and then I checked my inbox and I actually got it. We got emailed the fucking EP. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> we got it for review. And I was like, oh, sick. Okay. <laughs> Fuck it. Because I wasn't going to talk about it because it been, I didn't want to just talk about a leak because I felt that was a bit mean. Um, I don't know why it's me. What do you think, actually? Quick question before we get into this. What do you think? Because I've seen, I'm now, um, I like a couple of these Bring Me the Horizon groups just because of the um, the polls and all that that we were doing a few months yeah. back. And all of, like, so many people like uh, are posting the links and so many people. People saying, oh, it's disrespectful to the band. Do, is this something you care about? Do you care if like something gets leaked and people listen to it? Is it? Do you have a preference on this or is it just not really phasia? Not at all, mate. I, I, I really couldn't care less because you've either got the choice to go out and listen to it yourself and do that or not to and just wait like everyone else. So I, I, I think if you want to, like you have the chance to go listen to it and you want to, go do it. If you don't, you don't. And like 
there's people that are going to post about it online and that's just for anything. The same thing happened with Game of Thrones when people didn't want it leaked and they saw the post. Like, unfortunately, it's just going to happen. It's the day, the day and age of the internet, mate. People are going to get things and they're going to share it and people are going to talk about it. So yeah, I'm neither here. I, I don't really, I don't have an opinion. I'm not going to listen to it before Friday. Like, that's cool that we've got it. But like, I'm happy to just be a punter and listen when it's meant to come out. Yeah. Like, I, I support Bring Me if they're going to be playing bloody with five people at a show, a hundred people at a show, 10,000 at a show. I don't really care. I'm going to get behind the band. So it's exciting, dude. And like, we've got a new song. So I love this song, Nick teardrops, fantastic track, three and a half minutes long, Ben. And, um, mate, what, like, do you want to talk a bit, a little bit more about the song? Do you want me to go for it? You go for it. You go for it. Yeah. I was really excited by it, dude. Really, really. I thought Ollie sounded real like Chester on this, the way his vocals sounded, which is really cool. Like we've always had that comparison. Lincoln Park, bring me the horizon. They're the new Lincoln Park. And um, dude, the pre-chorus here, man, the way he sings this is so damn hooking and just addictive. Then the chorus again, they're just the kings and the best in the business at it. And like you go to YouTube, you look at the um the views already. Two days in, they got two million views. And the thing is the like to um hate ratio, 212,000 likes to 1,000 dislikes, which is Bring Me normally get a lot of hate, Nick. Yeah. But people are back in this band now. Like, they've got this sound that people are getting behind. And, like, I'm not one to look into statistics like that. But people love this song. They love what Bring Me's brought together and brought to the table this year, like, with their new songs. We've got post-human survival horror out this Friday. So, for anyone, it's a week early with the leak. You can wait. You can listen. Go out and do what you want. But um, it's really exciting, man. And this they are the best band in the world at the moment. And that's for, I don't know how they keep doing it, Nick. They haven't written a bad song in a long time. So yeah. what do you think? I So my only complaint with this song uh, yep. is I think the opening riff is a little bit too Linkin Park for its own good. It gets, yeah, I, it, I, I get it reminds me of like a song like Runaway. It, it's pretty, yep. it's pretty much note for note. And I was like, oh, yeah. but Ollie's performance and the bass, the bass kind of Mate. coming out so much during uh, throughout being such a standout. But his performance in the verses, especially, was mm. really like it, it was something that he hasn't done before. He doesn't usually no. kind of take his time like this in that sense. Mm. I don't know. How, and he was just hitting these notes that were really fantastic. Uh, I don't know. Like someone's like, where do you rate this out of the four songs now that they've got released from this upcoming? Year? EP. And it's really hard to rate them all because Ludens is a year old. <laughs> like, you know, so it's kind of <laughs> where the fuck exactly. do you put that? And like, it, it's hard to tell. Like, I don't know where this is, but I, I've listened to it a few times. I've gone in and out of love of this song. Like, a couple of times I listened to it, I was like, ah, oh, it's a bit too basic out of it. A couple of times I listened Ooh. to it, I'm like, God, it's catchy as shit. And it's like, where do you line up? And I think that's good that the fact that I'm still just listening to it just to work out what the fuck I think about it. Oh, dude, I'll tell you what got me. Like, when I first listened to it on Spotify, I thought, yeah, it's a good song. But once I listened and actually watched the YouTube clip, yeah. that actually won me over. Because, like, you actually you pick up a lot more things on YouTube and, like, watching them play it in a video than you do when you just listen to it on Spotify. And, like, I've never been one to really care about videos and stuff about songs. But this one, for me, really made it. And, like, <laughs> I'm telling you now, man. So what we got, Obey, Parasite, Eve, Ludens, and now Teardrops. And I, I think this is probably at four for me, Nick. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah. I really like the song. But... Those other three are probably a step above this, but still, if you're going to be releasing songs and you're going to have four songs this good, how good are these rest of the songs yeah. going to be, mate? And like this one with bloody um with Baby Metal Kingslayer, that's the one for me. I cannot wait to hear that track. And like Amy Lee's got a song at the end with about thirteen different words for the fucking title <laughs> of it. But um, dude, they're the best band in the world, man. And like, uh, like it's exciting. Uh, I'm just glad we're living in this era. What I'm going to do is because um, we're allowed to, we're allowed to talk about this just a little bit because I'm going to do a, yeah, I'm going to do a written review through the week. But yep. but embargo has been lifted. I'm allowed to review it whenever, so I can kind of do like a few words on each song. I'm only going to do a sentence or so. Um, just so, just for people who are interested in it, um, Dear Diary opens things up 
Uh, it's heavy. It's really heavy. It's not yes. like, it's not count your blessings heavy by any stretch. And there's a couple moments I wish they kind of went a different direction, but it's quick. It's really quick, actually, like for, uh, for a bring me track and a couple of gutties in there, which is handy. Uh, Itch for the Cure is the one. There's three pre-release songs and then Itch for the Cure, basically an inter- uh, an interlude, uh, which is a bit disappointing. Yeah. I, I, we we kind of suspected there might be an interlude in here, but we we're hoping yep. not. Uh, Kingslayer is fucked up. Kingslayer is unbelievable, dude. Like, yeah, I think Good. people, this could be one of the best songs of the year. Like, I really love the collab here. It's awesome. It, I think the feature is excellent and I'm just excited to see what people do. I hope they perform this live. Like, I really do. Like, I know they're not going to be touring with baby metal everywhere, but, you know, sometimes they can just play the pre-recorded um, part for these bits and I'm like, just do it because it's awesome and it's heavy. It's really, really fucking heavy at times. And um, again, like, a few gutties, they're the two heaviest tracks to your diary and uh, Kingslayer. One one with the Nova Twins is pretty cool, um, much more of a rocky track. But the last track, probably the most disappointing track, Nathan, unfortunately. Ah, it's very – the the issue is when you get someone like Amy Lee in is that you want to showcase her voice. And they've gone for this kind of – I don't – nearly a kind of acoustic, very soft. It's kind of – it just plots along. Um, I'm glad they gave this song the long title because I don't want to. I don't even know what the fuck it's called yet, Nathan. I haven't been able to. Re- I haven't been able to find every word because Apple Music doesn't have enough fucking space on it to show me what every word is. But uh, it's a bit of a skippable one. Uh, people are going to really like this. I think. I think it's really hard yeah. to rate this body of work because we've got so many pre-released and a couple have been released for a long time. So it's really hard to kind yeah. of put it together. And it's an EP, so it's kind of free music for us, really. As as fans, you know, if it's an album, we can scrutinize it. But like, how do you criticize? an EP that probably wasn't going to happen unless the pandemic happened. So like, you know, like, how do you do that, Nathan? You can't, mate. And that's just, you take it as it comes. You just enjoy the music as it's released and you just roll with it, mate, because bring me a change in the game. They're doing what they want. They release songs when they want and they just keep rolling. So as Fred Durst once said, Nick, man, rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> that's what we want to do. That's how we roll in 2020. Pop- so... I'm just excited about this band. Post yeah, good. Post Human Survival Horror Bring Me the Horizon yep. out this Friday. Um, aside from the garbage album cover, it is going to be a really good release for everybody. Uh, <laughs> Nathan, let's move on to pot shots. Uh, quick questions and quick answers. Nathan, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I'll go a quick one, Nick Brown. Bring me the equivalent of this to the scene of what Dusty is to the AFL. Yeah or nay? Um, the greatest of all time? Yeah, probably, eh? <laughs> it's not bad. No, uh, like honestly, to the scene that. Probably, yeah. Like other, it's either bring me, it's either um, Dusty or Gary Ablett, really, and one's just retired. Yeah. So I'd have to think yeah. of a band who's just kind of given it up. But uh, yeah, look, in terms of quality, it's really hard to argue. Um, they're just both still growing, Nick. Both still growing. Well, Nathan, um, my first one, Dusty related. Um, fuck all the music. Dustin Martin should be the pregame entertainment at next year's AFL Grand Final. <laughs> yeah, you're naked. <laughs> You know, you know how we want to open up Q and A's with bands at like these festivals and ideas like that. Yeah, can you imagine just a twenty-minute segment on a night out in Vegas with Swanee and <laughs> Dusty? Like, imagine that as the halftime fucking entertainment at the Granny next year, mate. I'm telling you now. I'd love, like, he's doing a documentary on Amazon at the moment, so that's going to be really special to watch when it was released. But um, mate. Tussie Martin, it's it's just his world, and we're living in it, Nick Brown. Yeah, I think, but absolutely. um, it's really exciting. Um, Nick Brown. For you, growing bands are more affected in the pandemic than bigger bands, yay or nay? Uh, grow, as in like a bit smaller bands kind so, of coming up in that sense? So like Thornhill, like they're about to go over to, the, to America and tour and do bigger things like that compared to an Amity Affliction kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think so. I think, 
I think it's more exciting. Like I think the bigger bands is always the thing of like they have a catalog and they have a they have a following. They don't really need to do anything. Yeah. A lot of them, like <laughs> in that sense, a lot of them do yeah. obviously because it is their living. A lot of them don't. Um, you know, they can just kind of work on merch designs and try and make their money through that. Uh, but the smaller bands, I think it's you know I'm more I'm more fascinated to see how the smaller bands release music next year because I think mm. a lot's going to come out and it's. The quality's going to vary. Could be messy, I, Nick. I wonder what month it's going to be when we start going, I'm sick of bands talking about goddamn quarantine. Like, I wonder, <laughs> it's going to get to February next year and we're going to be like, yep. and here's another album called Post Quarantine. And I'm like, great. <laughs> fantastic. Really excited for it. Fuck me. It's, it's gonna, I'm going to kill myself. Uh, Nathan, for you, Ghost Mane is this generation's Marilyn Manson, yay or nay? Oh, Fuck off! I've written the same thing. I'm oh, not really? even kidding you. No <laughs> fucking way. Really? Just imagery. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Like I'm telling you now, the way he's designed himself and the way he's going forward with a change up in music and style and new album. Like I'm telling you, mate, he definitely is. He's ripped a shitload off. So Anti Icon, like, is the um name of the album he just released and. Just so much similarities, Nick. It's not surprising you've given me that one. So hundred percent, yeah. And even even like the um. Mm. The closing song, Falling Down, off this new album, Anti-Icon, it is a straight-up Marilyn Manson song. It's like this acoustic yep. thing with him just kind of these eerie vocals in the background. Mm. Like, I, I also, like, I would think that if Marilyn Manson was in 2020, like, if he was peaking around this time, he wouldn't be a rock star. He would be a trap rapper. He would genuinely... This is kind of the style he'd be going down. This is, like, yep. Ghost Mane's got this kind of industrial heavy 808s metal trap rap sound. I don't know. There's probably a, a shorter term for it, but like Marilyn Manson was rocking this kind of sound, you know, 20 years ago, but just in a different yep. generation, kind of borrowing influences from different eras. And I think as Marilyn Manson borrowed from, you know, Kiss and Alice Cooper, I think Ghostman is borrowing from Marilyn Manson. I think it's exciting to see that kind of generation borrow from the nineties, which was a pretty excellent era. Oh, fantastic era. And like there's my icons from that era that are popping up now and people are copying and that, there's no one better than Meryl Manson. We're a big, big fan of Manson. And like, why not like go down that path and be the shock rock kind of person that the, um, the world needs. And like, you're going to sell music. You're going to sell bloody tickets to concerts and people are going to want to get behind that. Something different. You're going to get a cult going Nick Brown um, with Ghost Man. He's married to Poppy. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, a going couple. out with Poppy. So imagine that as a power couple, one true punch on a fucking, on a tour up and down the States. So yeah. there's real potential going on there. But um, Nick, my last one for you, you actually touched on it a little bit with the last pot shot. Merch is more important than records for bands. Yay or nay? Um, in terms of making money, it is. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, yo, merch mm. is huge. Uh, that's mm. how they can. They, that's how they can really be sustainable in 2020. Um, records are probably more important in the sense that if you don't release anything, it's it's hard. You know, it's hard. Like, I, but bands just turn into merch lines. Like, if you're if you're a band who releases good merch, you can just stop making music and turn yourself into a, a merch line. You look at like Stay Sick I mean. and Stay Sick and Drop Dead and that, and they've kind of branched off. Like from that, Fronz and Ollie have done like really good things in that sense. Like, mm. They've really turned. They're really optimized what they can do. And that's what a lot of bands fail to do. Like, you know, it is all, I know it is a lot about the music, but you know, I'm wearing, I'm wearing the, what we do in the weekend hoodie at the moment. I wore it yesterday for the grand final and I'm like looking at this and yeah, look, I don't think many people can probably look at this death metal logo and go, that looks like what we did on the weekend. But like for yeah. those, for those who know, who know, this is really good. Like a couple of my mates, like I, I showed a couple of my mates and one of them bought the, the hoodie straight away. Cause I, and it's comfy as shit. It's my favorite hoodie, Nathan. I fucking love it. Um, shout out Jason Berger. I haven't talked about you guys yet. Ah, uh, fuck you. Richmond are the best. Um, sorry, back, back on to this last one for you, Nathan. Diamond Constructs EP was a flop. Yeah, or nay? 
Yeah, I'll say, yeah, a little bit disappointing. I, I expected a little bit more music. We only got four tracks, I'm pretty sure, from yeah. the top of my head. So I thought with a band like that, they, they, they um, promised a few things. They teased a few things. We had the DJ thing popping up and coming into the band. And I think, like, they've obviously teased over this week. I'm pretty sure they, they released a photo saying that they were in the studio again doing some more stuff. So they're a, hung- they're a very hungry band. I will admit that. I think they've got yep. the right intentions for the scene. They're going to keep writing and they're going to keep touring. They're a hardworking band. They've got the right intentions. So whether they can release music um, sustainable enough to get through that local market and into the next market, I'm not sure. I'm still not sold. But I think they're a really – like they've got a great amount of potential. They've got a great look on stage. They um, have a decent sound. And I think potentially moving forward, they could do something pretty nice. But, yeah, I didn't think the EP was very good, Nick Brown. Let's move <clears throat> Let's move on, Nathan. Uh, the quiz is not, not here this week because Nathan just had, had been uh, <clears throat> just doing too many bags over last night. Fair enough, Nathan. I'm I, cool. I completely... <laughs> uh, but <laughs> you do have something cool. different for this week. What do you got, mate? <clears throat> Nick Brown. So last week on the show, I talked about who would you rather watch with a really cool set list? Amity versus In Hearts Wake. And it got me thinking, I'm like, this is a cool little thing because I always thought In Hearts Wake were the next Amity coming through. And I thought they'll take that mantle eventually and not say move past them, but like be a, a scene headliner and headlining unifiers and belonging in that spot. But I don't think they really belong in that spot yet, Nick Brown. But um, I thought I'd give you a 12 v 12 set. So we got a 730 versus 730 slot. I mean, um, slot at um Good Things Festival, Nick Brown. Okay. You have to report on one of the two sets. <laughs> yeah. You gotta pick between the pair. And I'm I know and I know the prior the set prior to the them playing, right? Exactly. Okay. So they've posted they played in Sydney the day before. You've seen the set list, it's gonna be exactly the same. So in Arts Wake, would you like them or Amity first? Uh give me give me in Arts Wake first. In Hearts Wake, we're going to kick off with a one-two punch of Crisis into Worldwide Suicide under the stage, Nick Brown, into Earthwalker, into Departure. And for that, they get Winston McCall to just pop up out of nowhere, Nick Brown. <laughs> Jesus. He's coming with the feature of all features, Nick Brown, into Badlands, into Hellbringer, where Jamie just from nowhere, just like roundhouse, left, right, good night, drops from the top of the stage into the fucking feature set there. We've got Skydancer, Jonathan Vigil, I'm telling you now, Nick Brown, Healer, Wildfire, Breakaway, Survival, Refuge. And I'm telling you, we're going to get a little feature there with my Marcus Bridge, Nick Brown, to finish off with Divine. So how's that for a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve? Richo, number for you. I, uh, I've, I've got the amount of songs that I'm, re- I would be really excited for written down. I was just, I was just following along, and <laughs> then you went, three? you went really quick for a second. I was like, shit, 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 shit. But I, sorry, sorry. no, no, I got them all. I got the ones I want. I'm not going to tell you until the Amity one's done, so I can compare the pair. <sighs> Well, Nick, obviously Amity don't have the amount of features really that In Hearts Wake do, but I thought the um, features alone there might sell you. But Nick, we go to Amity. I'm going to go just the big song. So we're going to kick off with I Hate Hartley. I still think it's their best opening track, but I'm telling you now, people don't. But um, <laughs> obviously that into Life Underground, Nick Brown, one of your favourite tracks of all time there, into a big, big heavy song in Death's Hand, into R.I.P. Bond, another great song of Chasing Ghosts, on a Don't Lean On Me, probably their second most played song of all time, Nick Brown, looking on Setlist FM. Can't believe that, really controversial in the chasing ghost the middle section here ivy doomsday drag the lake i don't like this but i've got anchors into open letter into shine on into pittsburgh to end big heavy set nice set 12 songs quick heavy i like it what do you think i've i've so i had um for in hearts wake i had nine songs written i wrote down nine songs i didn't write them down so i was just counting along nine songs i'd be really cool and sing i think a couple i can't remember all of them but i think i wasn't really too keen on hellbringer as much Uh, i think divine and breakaway i think were the other two that i was like eh, they're good songs but i wouldn't really i i've seen them enough live uh amini i had eight so 
Yeah. Oh, so just missed out. Win. Yeah, Inhart's actually took it out on this one. Uh, maybe the features did put it over, Nathan. Maybe I've maybe you see the idea of seeing Winston McCall just come out for a for a departure feature. That that would be gnarly. Divination's still Dude. fucking incredible. Dude, I'm telling you now. Like, I actually uh, I didn't struggle, but doing this was really fun because like you look at Inhart's wake set compared to Amity over the years. The amount of albums ever released is not that different. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. like six to five or something. So the actual amount of songs to choose from isn't that too like isn't too dissimilar so really interesting and um obviously yeah you know it's wait lots of features over the years now i got a i got a question for you Divi Nation's a really great yeah. album we can both agree on that right yeah for sure where does that rank if if the amity affliction wrote divination where would that rank in the amity affliction albums oh that's a great question I, I still think um probably uh that'd be probably at the top top two i reckon chasing ghosts probably is better you think chasing ghosts one and divination two I don't, I'd have it almost at two, but like you, you look through that catalog, like Youngblood's great album, Let mm-hmm. the Ocean Take Me, it's decent. Probably Youngblood's, and that'd be pretty close, Nick, I'd have to say. Yeah. But um, I still, I still think probably Amity would have the one and two there with Youngblood's Chasing Ghosts. Yeah, that's fair. Like it's a really, it's, it's, it's a good conversation because uh, that album's just, I think it's pretty universally loved, like uh, Divination. <laughs> like I still hear people sell, like I see people selling the vinyl and I'm like, yeah, it's a really great album. I can understand why people want it so bad. Good looking cover too. Like you look at the cover of that and you're like, yeah, I want that on mine. That goddamn deer. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big looking deer, Nick Brown. But um, they had that real kind of um, earthy sound even back then. And like we saw them on that tour, I'm pretty sure. At Bang or Plastic, wherever the fuck it was. I think that was one of the first ones that we actually went to on on an infamous night out. And um, Seen in Hearts Wake, then we're like, holy shit, this is a band that's going to do some real damage on the scene. And they, they have, but they haven't. I still think there's more room to grow. Yeah, they. Um, I, I don't want them to go down as a what could have been band, bit, but they seem like they're going to go down more that way than kind of breaking out. I don't know where they have, I, or break away, Nathan. Uh, I don't know where they have the room to move <laughs> at the moment. Like they're, I, this album, Kelly Uga, needed to hit, and it just didn't unfortunately it has good songs it has great ideas but it just didn't mm. hit as a body of work and i think next album i know it, I, I hate saying this because it's easy just to be like well, next album will be great because you know we've we got two years before they start releasing that shit but it's like you know i think next albums it's going to be pivotal for that band um let's move on to 360 news nathan to finish things off for today uh there has been a lot of music released nathan and there has been probably a couple stories that i don't even know if i've remembered what's been going on in the world of a little music? a few little things popping up Nick Brown. So we'll start with Stuck Out. So they've signed a sharp turn records during the week, Nick Brown, and they got an announcement coming this Tuesday on what's to come with the band. So whether that's going to be an album, I think it will be an album. I, I think we might I think we might get a song coming this week potentially too. <laughs> imagine, so imagine they're like uh they signed a sharp tone, got an announcement, uh they're breaking up. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> imagine that. Fucking hell. What a piss take. But um, I'm really excited by this. I think they're a band that with their next album could um really hit that American market and take off. So I'm really excited by that. Architects Obviously, they've released their new single, but they've also announced a live gig at the Royal Albert Hall over in um, England, and that's going to be live streamed for the world November 21. So tickets are on sale now. You can buy that. I think that will potentially be a really cool thing to watch, but if they're going to do the same old show that we've seen the last two times in Australia, I ain't fucking wasting my money. So they better be doing more than that, Nick Brown. A couple of anniversaries happened during the week, Nick Brown. Yes. I need to give these to you. So I, I, I had to call you for one of these, Nick Brown, because we got the... um. 
the 20-year release of the um, Offspring's Conspiracy of One coming December 11 on vinyl, Nick. The first time in 20 years we're copping the vinyl discs. I cannot fucking believe this has happened, Nick Brown. And also, I'm starting to feel really old, Nick Brown, because it's a decade in celebration between Skrillex and Scary Monsters and North Sprites. It's been 10 years a decade, Nick Brown. Holy fuck, we're old. But what a release that was. Yeah, um, Conspiracy of One was the first album I ever bought uh, on cassette. On, cas- on fucking cassette. Like, so this is really cool to see... Um, the Osprey release it. Uh, it looks incredible. Like the not only the variant looks really good, but they've got a a vinyl placemat uh, as well. You get with it, and it's a it's got a what's it the inward thing? I can't remember what people call it. Um, but it's it looks really great. I'm really excited, man. Because um, yeah, I, we've always been big fans of Conspiracy of One. It seems to be a little bit of a forgotten mm. album in the Osprey catalog. But uh, first seven are untouched, Nick. Those first seven tracks. Yeah, like they're so good, and like Huckett's gonna be on it as well. Mm. I really love Vultures <laughs> as well. It has that kind of surf. Rock feel like there's just a yep. really it's a really strong album and i think that anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about just listen to the first song just listen to come out swinging and tell me it's not fucking incredible because it's just it's phenomenal like the bass tone on that song as we've always said the offspring have always had one of the best bass tones ever like they've been so good at just utilizing the bass guitar so well and i know bass guitars are shit and every old bassists are dickheads especially the gloom in the corner but um <laughs> except for noodles except for noodles in the offspring yeah exactly uh yeah and and of course skrillex that uh that changed the game. That really did. That changed oh, so much. I wonder I wonder what music would be without Skrillex. And I mean that genuinely. Like I feel like a lot of it would change. Yeah, for sure, man. And like uh, obviously I actually talked a little bit of shit to Mikey from Gloom during the week, Nick Brown. I talked about a feature coming onto the um Gloom in the Corner for the next um kind of tour that they're gonna do. And I've talked about um you doing um dubstep as a <laughs> the dj thinking um like that's what the, you got to give the people what they want nick yeah. so i thought that i thought that wasn't a bad idea um, not bad. a couple more things um a couple more things happen so trophy eyes special guests they got a we need to talk kind of function experience going on talking about their favorite songs in the story q a intimate live coming um they got four dates announced in sydney so that's really interesting for trophy eyes fans they talked about that two days ago so if you're a fan of trophy eyes jump on there Facebook page and have a look at more details there. Nick, I did not watch Blackpink. I'm a piece of shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really need to do this. One day I will. Um, Attack Attack, Caleb Showman's old band had talked about potentially doing some new music. So that kicked off during the week. Got a lot of people talking on Twitter. Um, Nick, a couple of funny things. Um, Teeth, they, um, they've announced, Nick, they've got a new song called Crushed by the Covenant coming. And um, Nick, I'm telling you, have you heard who the, um, the feature is uh, with them? Um, feature for to... a Teeth song. Um... Yeah, have you, have you got it? Is it? Uh, I would love to see um, DVSR get on a Teeth song. <laughs> oh God! Can you imagine the one-two combo of that? Oh. Like that is just fucking phenomenal. But no, Nick. One more guess. Um, Oprah. Oprah on a Teeth. Oprah <laughs> and Teeth. Oprah has phenomenal teeth. Um, imagine her coming out. To open what a combination! Oh, Nick, she comes out, she gets the crowd in the palm of her hands, and then teeth walk out <laughs> and just fucking bring the gravy home. But um. Um, you get crowd the- killed. You get crowd killed. <laughs> Everybody gets crowd killed. <laughs> and you just see Oprah just pointing with her big envelope, just pointing out, oh, there's a prize for you, the prize for you. But Nick Brown, it's featuring the pest of the West in Mikey from Bloom. <laughs> the pest who of in the no West. Way sh- the, the pest. And Nick, he's actually in no way, shape or form from the West. Nah. But, um, Nick, the song is coming from November 6th. I'm just hoping that he doesn't ruin Teeth's momentum that they're building with um, a feature here. Because if he does, I'm going to come for him even harder than I thought I was. Look, Mikey is a polarizing figure. Um, not 
everyone loves him except for us. But like, it's like, it's uh, so that makes it polarizing. But uh, no, it should be it, it should be good. Teeth are fantastic. I really like teeth, and Mikey deserves getting knocked out and stuck, yeah. sucked in dickhead <laughs> again um tigers are the best fuck you um, oh, <laughs> don't know what else to mikey. say love you mikey nah, i'm kidding i'm gonna bash the shit out of you i'm gonna bash him so hard i'm gonna bash him so hard that's so that's such an untough line to say <laughs> i'm gonna bash you so hard dude <laughs> oh we're such cowards up next slowly slowly released a song called melbourne out now hands like houses they dropped a self-titled EP through UNFD, five songs, 15 minutes. I have not listened to one song. Nick Brown, Ghost Main, obviously dropped the icon, the album Anti-Icon, 13 tracks, 36 minutes. I've written here, images like Manson now. He's going for the crown, so he's coming for it all. Um, Frank Carter dropped a new song in the Rattlesnakes called Battlefield, good punk song. Fever 333, Nick, did you listen to this? They dropped a new EP, Wrong Generation. Yes, I did. Um, has a lot more hip, you think? a lot of hip-hop vibes in this one. Uh, a couple of tracks, I, I was like, oh man, Denzel Curry or Earth Gang or Run the yep. Jewels would be perfect on this. Um, mm. Look, it's it's got really great moments, and I think yep. I love ideas. Uh, Fever three 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 are band who just like I think they've got um, some great songs, but they've never quite clicked with me on a whole. I think they're a great live band, and if they came down to Australia, I would automatically buy a ticket. But that's because their live show, just like Let Live's live show back in the day. It's kind of infamous now. Like it's really, it's it's a must see event. That download performance yeah. was mental. Like that download performance was all time, right? Exactly. And obviously, the spectacle in this band is the live show, but their mix of music, I just I think it's a little bit all over the shop. Yeah. But um, they still haven't found the right mix, and I still hope. I still hold hope that Let Live will get back together one day. I don't think they will, but like I'd love to see that because he really balanced out his hip hop vibes a little bit more and better. I think with Let Live, like they didn't have an over amount of it. Way more better. Whereas, yeah, whereas here, Fever Three Three Three, obviously they're going down that route. But yeah, they still haven't mixed the um the hardcore with that. So obviously another band released an EP, Limbs. Weird band. Uh, I sort of know what's going on. They're really they've really changed to more post hardcore rather than southern hardcore, which they had on okay. the album Father Son. So like it's decent. We've heard the all three songs. Um, and yeah, we can check that out. And yeah, that really was three sixty news. We got a lot of music this week, which is really good to see. Also, the return of the McSpicy for Nick Brown. Don't know if you had one last night after uh, the grand final, but um, I wanted to review. Oh, you didn't do it. No, nah, I, I was, wanted to review. Uh, it's after twelve o'clock. They didn't do McSpicy. So I was gonna, I was gonna break my vegan ducks, but I decided not to <laughs> because they couldn't do a McSpicy. So I said, just give me a large chips and a sweet and sour sauce. <laughs> I was a happy, <laughs> I was a happy boy. <laughs> I actually had two large sweet chips. Sweet and sour sauce with the with the chips. Yeah, Nick, that's different. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Not it's not my proudest moment, Nathan. Don't give it to me. Nah, it's a <laughs> uh, no, thank you for joining me, Nathan. Thanks for everyone for listening. I'll uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, there will be a little bit less Richmond talk next week, but still a lot. Um, if you haven't seen the Dustin Martin uh, experience from yesterday, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Uh, what a moment in time. Uh, you know what the best thing about that is? As I'm just going to talk footy for the last couple of minutes, Nathan, if that's all right with you. Oh, I'm, I felt I'm here. like I'm ready. Dusty was one of those players who. Everyone thought was great, but there was still a few people. There was still a few yeah, naysayers. Yeah. A, just a couple. Just a couple naysayers. Like, oh, yeah, yes. and after yesterday, I saw so many comments being like, didn't rate him. Now I think now I think he just proved me wrong. Like there's so many comments going like I he is an all-time great. He is one of the best ever, greatest finals player ever. Um, I think that's uh can we can we agree on that, Nathan? Oh, well, there's no arguments here, Nick Brown, for the old Dusty Martin. It's the same with the Tigers. A lot of people doubted the Tigers saying, oh, you fluke your flags. You only beat Adelaide at the Giants. And look, oh, everyone at halftime was thinking, no, they've fucked it. They've done it again. But we came back and won my five goals against a powerful Melbourne club in Geelong. 
It's Dangerfield, Ablett's last game, storylines everywhere. We did it. There's no doubt in it's Nick. So Dusty, Richmond, one, two, left, right, good night. Telling you now, don't worry about anything else. We're the best in the world, Nick. Just like the background takeover. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I think you summed it up perfectly, Nathan. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, and we will be back next week.